This call will be recorded and monitored. I have a collect call from Marcus's Trent. Pick up the phone. An inmate at a San Bernardino County Detention Facility. Your telephone. I accept the charges. Hello? They done got me, girl. What you mean they done got you? Child, I don't know why they insist on playing with me up to that job. Oh, It's Jesus. hot. Lollapalooza going on this weekend. I don't, everybody's working on my nerves. Where are you? Never mind all of that. What are we going to do about the show? I mean, I guess you're just going to have to like get some quarters or something and do it There's from the payphone. There's entirely too much going on in this past week. I mean, we got ASAP. Rocky, who right. just got released. You know, Orange is the New Black came out. I was like, ready to talk about that. Wendy Williams trying to do a biopic. Uh -huh. Just too much going on. I mean, call Donald. Wait a minute. Hold on. Hold on. What? Huh? Bro, I got five more minutes. That, I, okay, I got to get off the phone. Look, grab you some quarters and let's start this show. I'm going to call you back later. Bye. Bye. It's your boys from Cold Pop, the podcast. How's it going? I'm Trent Rashad. And I'm Marcus Drew Steele, and Trent is out on bail. Hey, I'm back <laughs> in the land of the free. <laughs> For now. Right. Amen. <laughs> What's going on? What are you doing? Oh my gosh, so much is going on. Um, it's, this has been a really big week for uh, prison, jail, releases. Jail. Um, all kind of stuff. I mean, so much is going on, and we're going to get into all of that with all of our segments, but first, let's begin with our weekend recap. All right. Um, well, I went first last time, so why don't you tell us, what did you do this weekend? Sure. I mean, as everyone knows, my hot girl summer has been trash. Mild. Uh, yes, it's been really... <laughs> Very mild but, girl summer. Um, I just finished a big project off at work, and so now I'm ready to party up. So the last, summer's over with, right, girl. Right, hot girl summer, here I come. Gone, it's uh, August. It's already gone. I'm about to, uh, what, have they been, what have they been calling it? Uh, something fall, something girl fall. Oh, what did they say? I can't like remember a, what it was. Um, a Fahrenheit girl fall or something like no, that? No, I, I can't remember. But anyway, know. we're going to try to, I'm, I'm still trying to scrape up what's left of this summer. So last weekend, I worked most of the day Saturday, but I was able to get out for a little bit. Um, I caught the last piece of Wicker Park Fest um, up in Wicker Park, and we stopped it? by there and immediately left. Yeah, so I able I was able to kind of keep keep like the last piece of it, mm -hmm. and was visiting some friends who were um, in town okay. in town for the weekend. Yeah. So uh, actually, our mutual friend yes. from college, uh, two of our mutual friends from college were in town, so we went to go. I went to go hang out with them. I was sad I missed um, them. That's a they had a good time. Chow, you fake. No, whatever. Uh, but we did have, we actually did have a good time that Saturday. We were able to kind of hop around Wicker Park and um, go to a couple of spots. And so that was fun. And then Sunday was the absolute Sunday fun day. We started with brunch in Lakeview and then we kind of hauled over into Boys Town later on that Y'all went to Duffy's, right? Yeah. Okay. And so we went to Duffy's. I don't know when Duffy's became such an uncle and auntie scene, but it definitely oh, really? was. Battle of the Uncles and Aunties mm. at Duffy's this past Sunday. We had a great time. Trust me, like we had a great time. We were drinking, um, dancing. It was it was a lot of fun. And then after that, we ended up going into uh, Boys Town for a little bit just to hang out. Mm -hmm. uh, my phone died probably around like <laughs> two two or three p.m. Um, I don't think we got back home until like eight or nine. So uh, that goes to show you just how much fun I was having. But it was fun. a good weekend. What about you? Um, my weekend was good. Didn't do much on Friday. I know Saturday. Um, Saturday was pretty much date night. And so we uh, went and did, we had plans to do the, um, the architecture boat tour. I had never done that before here in Chicago. And so I went and did that and actually learned quite a bit about Chicago. <laughs> 
You're so jealous. I can't handle it. A boat tour? I can't handle it. Architecture tour? Yeah, I wanted to do the architectural boat tour. You know, some of us have an education. I like to learn. Please. You know? I know some of you ignorant hoes over here. Let's not go Babe, but you don't use not now lick of it. Okay? Okay, Look at you. Okay. Anyway, so we did that, and then we ended up walking around the West Loop. Um, Okay. We were going with for dinner. We were supposed to be going to the Angry Crab in Wicker Park. Yeah. Wicker Park Fest was happening. Yeah, so that did was not that. know. So we got there and was like, "What are we gonna do?" So we tried to walk to it, and then we just was like, "Yeah, we gave up and left." And okay. ended up walking around the West Loop and ate over there um, by Fold Market and stuff like yeah. that, and then walked back um, back towards downtown, and that was called it a night. Mm, nice. So and then Sunday, Sunday didn't do much of anything. Oh, okay. so yeah, gotcha. So I'm um, pretty chill weekend. Uh, missed out on brunch and stuff like that on Sunday. I was supposed to go, but didn't end up making it out that fake. way. So I mean, just like your self care Saturday, glad the weekend before. You know, every now and no, then. No, 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 no. Self care Saturday. I was taking need... time for myself. You right. were actually I was taking other time. No, 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 no. Oh no, 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 that's, no, no, that's no. What's going on, sis? No, no. Don't try to paint. I was taking care of myself as yeah. well. No, you was taking so, care of your man, and that's Damn. what needed to be done. Hey. So thank you very much. Um, but other than that, I mean, pretty decent. You know, I know this coming weekend or whatever I have a few activities going on, so we'll see what happens. Nice. So, um, all right, well, let's go in and switch on over into our next segment entitled Woo Child. Oh, okay. Cute. Yeah, I left you hanging on that. <laughs> you Sorry, really I wasn't did. ready. I was, I was actually and switching <laughs> the, I was actually switching the page, uh, so I, I missed but it. But you know what the next segment is. I know, is. we've been, we definitely know what the next segment is. I don't know, I missed that all right. piece. So, once again, we're switching over to our next segment entitled Woo Child. We're never gonna get this. Yeah, show we got we gotta get this, this together. Cancelled. Alrighty. Alright. All right. <laughs> Go. Alright, so first things up for me, I've already started to talk a little bit about some of these things, but um our boy ASAP Rocky has been released. Set us free. <laughs> yes. So ASAP Rocky's been um he's now free to leave Sweden after his assault um after his assault allegations that happened um in June. So, for those who don't know... Was it June or it was, was it July? June. I thought it was so, the beginning of July. So, it actually... The the situation, um, the night in question, right. was in June. Right. And then, he was arrested. July 3rd, he was uh, brought in and then retained. Or so, he's been in jail for a whole month? He's been in jail for a whole month. Wow. How crazy is that? Wow. Um, so, he's been in jail for a whole month. And, of course, we've had a lot of different people reach out about, you know... Free ASAP, free Rocky, all of those things, including Donald Trump, who's got involved in some um, way, shape, or form. But he has now been released, and he's free to come back to the U.S. until his trial, which will happen in August. Um, so this is all after the street brawl that happened in June, which there was some citing about his involvement in the brawl. There was um, a video. And then, yeah, basically, I think what the turning point was was that there were actually some eyewitnesses who were able to actually attest to what he did and what he did not do. Right. Um, and that was the, that was some of the saving grace for this. But now that he's actually able to come back to the U.S., he's already taken to Instagram um, and thanked his fans for supporting him through this. It's, he calls it definitely a difficult time, but he's also been humbled by this um, situation. All in all, I think that this was, I think that this was a lot. Um, to do just for this brawl. I think that they were trying to make an example out of right. a celebrity, of course. Absolutely. Um, and I'm glad to see that he's going to be free um, to get back with his family, friends, and all of that stuff in prep uh, for his upcoming trial. So best of luck to you, Rocky, um, and Godspeed back to back back home. Do you think he's going to get any time? No, I don't think so. Um, I think that once, I think that they're going to be able to get together with his law team and figure out how to get him out of this. Okay. So I don't think there's going to be any time that's going to be assisted with this. And if anything, I think that he'll have some apologies from, uh, from the court for this detaining, uh, for over, for over a month, really. Mm-hmm. So, okay. Yeah. Um, my first Wu Chow is just the democratic debates. Um, <laughs> Okay. I did not watch them, but okay. I, you know, did a little recap via social media and some uh, news sites and stuff like that. Um, basically, the standouts: what Elizabeth Warren, 
Uh, I think they said the crown went to her this time. Right. Um, Kristen Gildebrand had a couple of little slick comments, and then Marianne Williamson apparently did a bunch of... It's just too many people as of right now. And I need for it to kind of dim down. Just like in 2016. I think, you know, we have... We do these two nights of debates, and like the first night was like white night, and then the second night was like night. the color, <laughs> like people of color the night. night yeah. um, and so I, I need for it to, um, I need for it to diminish down uh, before I can really get in and, and start to really focus on um, who is going, who are going to be the next couple of people to come up, right. maybe you know collaborate build tickets those types of things um i was un- i was a little disappointed to hear about kamala's performance um in this in this round of debates i think that she skyrocketed after the very first round uh, mm-hmm. after the, those first round of debates that happened and then people were gunning for her coming into this round right uh, so people definitely had their eyes on her it was like this is someone that we need to target and, um, I, you know, whether or not you believe that she um, held up her end of the bargain or she, you know, she performed well or muddled through things, that's that's completely your decision. Um, I think that she still is a contender for sure. Oh, absolutely. Cory Booker is someone who definitely did shine um, in this last round of debates as far as someone who's kind of who was stepping up to the plate a little bit. So we'll see what happens. As of right now, I think it's just way too many people to tell what's going on. And then we'll have to kind of figure out as we get closer and closer to the primary. I will say this. I think that um, Kamala did the job. Kamala. 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 Kamala did her job. The number one priority during the first debate was to be seen and make stand out. She did that. Second debate is just maintained. She didn't sink. She didn't say anything that was off kilter from what I read or understood. So, I mean, regardless if she had people coming for her or not, her job was to just maintain. Cory Booker, he, let's be honest. I do not think he is going to be the presidential candidate. I mean, he, however, might, candidate. he might be on someone's ticket. I was going to say, however, I can pretty much... I narrow it down to about ninety to eighty percent sure he'll be on someone's ticket I as still vice think president. It's too early to tell. Uh, I I did a little bit. I mean, obviously, if you're doing the top five, I mean, like the top five right now clearly are still Elizabeth Warren, Bernie, Bernie Sanders, Joe Biden. Biden, Kamala Harris, and then that fourth slot is always a teeter totter between. Um, Cory Booker or Pete Buttigieg. He's still Buttigieg's a out. little schmidge. I think Beto O'Rourke you is saw that pretty from much the Vice out. News. Uh, if you saw that from the Vice, the Vice <laughs> no, no, News no, I'm just... uh, talk back, they've given Buttigieg the boot. Oh, did they? They're not feeling They said he's cute. That's about it. And that's and it. It's really nice. And Do your show, girl. You had your... Right. Yeah. <laughs> oh, what you wanted to talk about that. Oh, we definitely later. are going to hit that for sure. <laughs> yeah, girl, do your show, girl. Yep. Um, but okay, so we'll out to the Democratic debates. What else you got? All right, so I am keeping in the theme of release. By the way, while I say it's free JT, y'all, okay? it's <laughs> Okay, it's been Hot Girl Summers. You know, the City Girls is also out. Free JT. But... um. One young lady that is being released, and I'm happy to report, it's is Centoya Brown. Uh, so Centoya Brown, for all of those who might not necessarily remember, she was the 16-year-old girl who was um, given life in prison for killing a man who was sexually assaulting her. Um, so she is now going to be released from prison next week, okay? Eight months ago, she was granted clemency. Uh, from the Tennessee governor, and now she spent almost half of that time. So she went in, she was 16, she's now 31. So what? Um, yeah, so uh, quite some time, yeah. uh, 15 years uh, behind bars, and she's now going to be released um, from jail. I'm so, I'm really happy for her. And 31 is still enough time to turn around everything and to move on with your life. She's still a young person. Uh, but I'm really excited to see this um, happen for her and um, excited to see where her story goes. Does she have any plans or like what she's going to do when she's released? Or is there 
Is there any resources available to her to help her get back on her feet? I, I really think that because of so many celebrities who have popped in over the, this court, throughout this entire process, Rihanna, Kim Kardashian. Was there a GoFundMe? Oh, I don't know if there was a GoFundMe, but I know that they had lots of people coming to her defense on social media speaking out. Um, about this injustice. And so I have no doubt that she's going to be provided the resources to succeed. Mm -hmm. I I hope that she's able to definitely move forward and move on from this. And so um, I'm really excited. And congratulations to you, Centoya, and and all my best prayers and wishes. Absolutely. Um, My next Wu Child is for Mr. Mario Lopez. Oh, Mario. who, Who stuck his foot in his mouth and... Uh, I, I, honestly, I don't even know why he I'm went on Candace Owens. Damn. <laughs> Let me shut up. Right. Why I get in trouble. Right. For you ass. get a black eye. For you right. get knocked out. <laughs> um, so I don't even know why, but he went on Candace Owens' podcast, radio mm-hmm. show, whatever she's got. For those of you who don't know who Candace Owens is, she's that radical Republican woman she's who's also black who um leads a lot of like the black republican debates or protests and stuff like that and so basically he went on her show and made the comment that he didn't believe that um kids who identified as maybe being the opposite gender than what they were born with uh should be taken seriously um and that's now did he say of, that or did he say that he thinks it's too young? He's well, I mean, like basically it was one and the same. He's I mean I his don't words think that that's one well, and the same. I had definitely have some thoughts on this too. He said that he thought that kids at three years old were too young to be able to make that type of decision right. and that they should uh I mean, essentially he was saying that, you know, like they shouldn't be taken seriously. I think I don't know if he said that it shouldn't be taken seriously. I mean, he I didn't think say that in so that many it's words. Too young but... to tell. I think that he's saying it's too young, and we have to be. You have to be really careful with that, right? You know, with allowing three years, three excuse me, three year olds to um, self identify their gender, right. either you know, either way. And although I don't necessarily agree with with this way of thinking, mm-hmm. I could definitely see the. I see what he was trying to say. See where he's coming from, and I don't necessarily. I'm, you know, I'm not throwing. I'm not throwing any left um, jabs. I'm not throwing any left hooks or you know side eyes to him for him thinking that. I don't. Although I might not necessarily feel the same way, I could definitely see where he's coming from. Three year old, three years old is a very young, impressionable age. Absolutely. So I think from that standpoint, it should be the parents' job to support that kid. I mean, at three years old, you change with the wind. And so I'm going to, if you feel like that that's how you feel right now, I'm going to support you knowing full well that there's a possibility that they may change in six months down the road or a year down the road. And, you know, as you continue to get older, I think it behooves and benefits the child to grow up in a household to where they were allowed to explore that themselves and yeah. not be kind of hampered or tied down to one way of thinking just because of the parents' um, uneducated uh, look or outlook on a certain, you know, gender or of what that means, you know? And so yeah. as long as a child has been giving the room to explore that, and if they change their mind and think that that's not where they want to go, they had the room to do that. And they right. weren't being held down by that. And I think maybe that's where Mario kind of slipped up a little bit. And I think that that's, I mean, what you just said there, Mario, I think that that's at the basis of what he was trying to convey. He was basically saying that he does not think that three years old, that parents should be allowing their them to make that determination Either way. Well, see, and again, like, I don't necessarily agree with that. Like I said, again, I don't think it's up to the parents. Again, the parents' job is just to support that kid. So if they see that child and they're making that determination, just support them in that, knowing full well that this might may change or it may not change. I don't think that he should limit that child's 
um, freedom of expression of who they are, you know, to be hampered because of an adult's thinking on this, you know, if okay. especially if it's something that he can't identify with himself. Right. And he did come out and apologize. He, he said, I'm sorry. Of course he, he did. He said that they, his comments were ignorant. Mm-hmm. Um, and not uh, insensitive right. and, and all of those things. And now some conservatives are coming back to him and saying like, oh, well, why did you apologize? That's the worst thing that you could have done. Is, da, 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 da. is Mario Lopez a conservative? I wouldn't say. I, or is I'm he not like sure. a liberal? I, I don't... To be honest with you, I'm not exactly sure what he is. Okay. Yeah. Um, so I know that that's been something that's now come out of like, why are you apologizing? All of those things. I think we all make mistakes. We do. Um, at the end of the day, he's apologizing for this. Um, right. He'll have some opportunity to have some dialogue with people now to educate himself more about it. He should. Um, now, I'm going to say, like, I want to know if he's going to be proactive to kind of educate himself in that matter or if he's going to just kind of definitely. stay. Definitely. And I don't think that there's anything that's ever come out with him before. And the That world. we know of. I mean, there was what? I think Kathy Griffin said something and was like, oh, when I talked to Mario years back, a similar conversation came up and she was like, yep, this sounds just like him because he had the same view- viewpoints way back then too. So, I mean... I need for y'all to leave A.C. Slater alone. A.C. Slater should keep his mouth shut. Okay. (laughs) And allow him to move on from this. He apologized. Mm -mm. Allow him to move on from this. Sometimes an apology is not going to cut it. You need to educate yourself. And I think that, yeah, he's definitely going to take steps to do that. I mean, again... Or he's just going to keep his mouth shut. Right. Right. I mean, think about it. It goes back into the same vein of Kevin Hart. He said in his statement that he was going to be more informed and thoughtful. Okay. So... We'll put action to the pavement words are meaningless without action so let's just see so all right what else you got okay the last thing that i have is the battle of two titans um <laughs> two queens two queens <laughs> oh of two queens. gosh I, I was so upset to hear about this <laughs> me but, too because i like uh, both of them right so um watch what happens live is a favorite of mine when i can't catch it on bravo but there was a situation that happened this past week with a guest and andy cohen the guest, the beloved Titus Burgess from Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt, um, as well as The Little Mermaid from Broadway, and a number of other projects that you've probably seen Titus be a part of. He has an upcoming movie with Eddie Murphy mm-hmm. um, called Dolomite Is My Name, which is also a project I'm really excited about. Mm-hmm. But on this um, episode of Watch What Happens Live, Andy Cohen started to ask Titus about his experience working with Eddie. Working with Eddie. Um, on Dolomite is my name. Um, and Titus was like, yeah, it was, it was fine. And of course, Andy, in all true fashion, we know him from the is. world of reality TV, from the world of the Real Housewives franchises, mm-hmm. all of those things. He started to press and press, you know, push and pull a little bit to try to pull out a little bit more um, from Titus. And so he kind of went more so into the conversation and was like, oh, so did you have a chance to talk with him one-on-one? Titus was like, of course I did. He goes, well, you know he's had problems with the gays in the past. He said things before. And at that point, you kind of see, if you look at the tape, um, and I was actually, when I first was watching it, my eyes had left from the screen a little bit. Mm -hmm. But as I'm hearing the conversation, you could definitely hear a break. Oh, yeah. Titus definitely was annoyed by that comment. And then Titus was like, well, he has no problems with me. Right. He has no problem with Titus. He was like, so whatever the issues those were, I'm sure that they're long and gone. Um, because he loves me, so that was that. And Andy, who's was taking those uh, taking those cues from Titus of "bitch, back the fuck up," um, he was like, "Okay." But then you see Titus kind of doing a side right. to someone off stage, and, then he and he's like, something. "I'm not doing this." Or whatever like that and with then, the hand motion. And then Andy was Andy's like, like, Andy gave Titus? him like the elementary school teacher, like, yeah. "Do you have a comment?" <laughs> he's like, "Oh, Titus, you have something, you have something to, to say? say." And then Titus was like. Girl, Girl, do your do show. Your show. <laughs> and at that point, I'm like, and the other guest at Laverne. that point is Laverne Cox, who is <laughs> sipping all of the tea, giving well, you the best be Kermit the Frog. She's like, mm. <laughs> oh gosh. So that's what happens. And then the show abruptly ends after that. Now, Titus then takes to IG mm-hmm. and basically recounts his experience on Watch What Happens Live. Calls Andy Cohen a messy queen, saying that he uh, needs to take a page out of Anderson Cooper's book and learn how to interview guests. 
just because you are friends with celebrities doesn't necessarily mean that you have talent. Titus is definitely throwing digs. And then he refused to sign like the autograph book or whatever. Yeah, something about that. Yeah, something about that. And then, um, so everyone who saw that and, and starting to kind of see Titus go through this, this becomes a little bit of a hot button issue. Andy is from the the space of he was he was asked about it a little bit later on in the week and was saying that he doesn't have any issues um with Titus. He was like he's been on the show before um and he can I, he was like I don't I didn't want to offend him. That was not my case. What are your thoughts? So, I have two frame of references. Um number 1, if you go on watch what happens live, you should full well know what to expect. The show's okay. been around quite enough. It's no different. And I, 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 a lot of people, other people have had this comment as well. It's no different than going on Wendy Williams' show. Okay. You know that they're going to be messy. You know that they're going to want the tea. And you know that there are going to be some fun and games and drinking involved. And it's a little bit of a more of a let loose type of show. It happens mm-hmm. later at night, you know. So this is not like a formal Anderson Cooper interview, Titus. So he does not need to take a page out of Anderson's book about how to interview people because this is more laid back and informal. However, on the other side, Andy is also being messy because, number one, why would you expect Titus to say something about Eddie Murphy, who's probably one of the biggest heavy hitters in Hollywood and jeopardized Titus's career, who was really starting to get a good footing now and actually get the roles to put his name out there and stuff. I don't think I would expect Titus to say anything like that or to really um, demean Eddie in any way or anything like that, but to speak his truth. However, in that same sense, if Titus could have easily just been like, Oh no, like uh, like he did, basically. Yeah, I feel like basically, Titus gave yeah. him a very like well, I mean, okay, honestly, yeah, yeah like he was like, no, he was great. He was fine with me. I was a little taken aback on why Titus felt so offended by the question. I think that we've seen in Hollywood there is a tendency, particularly with black comedians, mm-hmm. um, to bring back and drudge up old, old right. things Agreed. what's been said Agreed. regardless and specifically mm-hmm. specifically when it comes to the gays mm-hmm. and i'll bring a couple of different um examples to this so i mean we see this now with eddie murphy right you, saw it, you see hart. it with kevin hart then you've seen it with richard pryor who mm-hmm. was then also who you know has kind of come up and was like oh well he's uh messed with you know um transgender people and you know had this this to say i think that Titus peeped game and was like, oh, well, I'm not the one that's going to be a part of this. Right. And so I think that that's why he took offense to He said, I'd like to be excluded from this narrative. He said, I'm going to respectfully decline and I'm going to give you an out right now. Mm -hmm. And his out was, do your show, girl. That was... No, that was definitely a retort. The out was, was, oh, he's been great for Titus, (laughs) so I don't have any complaints. Yeah. You know? And that should have been left at that. But then when Andy pulled the... Oh, elementary Titus, school do teacher. Have a oh, comment? do you have a comment? Do you have something you want us to say? Did you have something you want to share? And that's when Girl, it, do your show. And, and that is when <laughs> Titus said, Bitch. Girl, do your little show. Bitch. <laughs> I mean don't you ever. I see both sides. I think at the end of the day, I feel like Titus responded accurate the way I would have responded. But at the same time, if I'm going on watch what happens live, that's what I expect. I don't expect anything less than that. And you know what? I think that there can be a little bit of, you know, shady and messy and da 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 That's what makes the I show mean, so but fun. But can we be honest and and give I mean Andy pulled this completely out of right. thin air. Like no right. this was like years ago. Right. I mean it's 20, 2019. I mean, over 20 years ago. And I mean, like, we can't talk... I mean, if we're going to talk about Eddie Murphy's, like, problem with the gays, like, there's a lot of Real housewife storylines that are a little homophobic, so... True. And also have some issues, so... I mean, if we're not going to blow the whistle there, like, why bring something up that happened back in the 80s? At the end of the like day, this was... 90s. Yeah, Titus said, not today, girl. Yeah, not Did, ever. Do your show. I love not that. today, I'm not now, not ever. I, so I am too. Girl, do I'm your gonna, show. Do your show. Girl. Do your little show. All right, Go put so... Go your little shirt. <laughs> uh, what, what's next? Do you have anything else for I have child? one more, yes. One more Wu Chow. Um, this thing was long. Okay, come on. <laughs> Um, congratulations to Lil Nas X, who now has the hey. longest running number one single of all time. It's Turn 17 up. weeks with Old Town Road. 
Um, surpassing Mariah Carey and Boys to Men with One Sweet Day. Um, a lot of people have a lot of things to say about this. I mean, some people say it is literally the song of summer. It is the song of the summer, but a lot of people are like, "Well, I mean, he's a one-hit wonder." Okay, and so what? What does that matter? I think when you think about the when you think about the birth of this song and the trials and tribulations it actually went through, let's go back to right. when Lil Nas was kicked the off song the out chart and he was kicked off because it wasn't a country. Oh, it's song. not country. And then Billy Cyrus was like, Oh, uh, let okay. me help you out. Well, you know what? Yeah, it's not country. Well, it's country now. I'm on it. <laughs> so like when you now. And, and, and to see the success from that out of something that started out so negative mm-hmm. and to see it come to the successful circle, I'm, I'm really happy for him. No, yeah, I am too. I mean, like, good for him. I mean, like, you can never take anything away from Mariah, but I mean, like, records are made to be broken. Yeah. Did you see Mariah's uh, message to him? Mm-hmm. I thought that, that was really sweet with yeah. her kind of like handing over the torch. Um, that mm-hmm. was a really nice moment. Kudos to everyone in the Lamb camp uh, for making that happen. Um, mm-hmm. But she gave him a really nice uh, shout out on social media. Somebody made the comment on Twitter talking about Lil Nas X being the record holder now. It's a monumental move for black people and the LGBTQ community. It was a white gay, but then people like had to check him and be like, no uh, "Boys to Men is black. Mariah Carey is black. Whitney Houston is black. Mariah Carey's gay. They've already. They've already." <laughs> <laughs> Allegedly. Allegedly, right. They've already held, you know, they the black people have hold, held this record for like the past 20-something years. Black communities doing just fine. I think he meant fine. for the black gays. I don't know. I black mean, communities but, just doing just fine. Have, this, One Sweet Day was a huge moment for, uh, for black gays, if you go ahead and ask. I mean, there's so many black gays who are, who are lambs, and so... Um, I'm really happy for Lil Nas. I am too. Good for him. Go girl, do your show. Girl, go girl, do your little show. <laughs> All right. Well, let's take a break, and when we come back, it is time for um, oats. Oh, I get to spill this week. Nice. Yeah. So we'll be right back. All right. Hey, Cold Pop listeners, this is your boy, Trent Rashad. Do you have an event coming up? Do you want to promote your music, TV, anything? Use this ad space, this space right here on our show to promote whatever you have coming up. We have lots of listeners and we're diversifying that base every day. So use our ad space, contact us at coldpopshow at gmail.com to learn how you can promote your event, your things for the better. All right, everyone, welcome back. Welcome back to Cold Pop. This is a cool, crisp, refreshing take on the world of pop culture by yours truly, Trenton Rashad. And Marcus Drew Steele. All right, Marcus, so now it's time for uh, one of our newer segments called Spill, which we're able to give a little bit insight into us and make some deep confessions that we've been wanting to share. Yes. What do you have for us this week? This week's topic is all about mercury and microbraids. I mean, what? And retrograde. <laughs> I mean, mercury and retrograde. Okay. And micro, that's what I like Girl. to call it. Mercury and microbraids, box braids. Um, I can't. <laughs> Has anyone else felt the effects of Mercury in retrograde? I had a chance to really look up what it meant and what exactly... Give us a breakdown. So basically, Mercury in retrograde is a phase where the planet seems to be revolving in reverse. Although it's not, it's just sort of like a wheel on a car. You know, when it's going really fast, it looks like it's going backwards. Mm -hmm. And so that's kind of what the planet Mercury looks like. And during that period of time, it's supposed to like really mess with a lot of the astrological signs and stuff like that if you're into all of that. And really kind of cause havoc and um, cause a lot of issues for a lot of different problems. And so I had a chance to really look that up and what it meant for a Sagittarius like myself and Mm. It really brought a lot of things into perspective because I've been going through it this past month. and Do tell. I don't want to tell too much, but from a personal standpoint and a professional standpoint, it's just been a lot on my plate and Mm -hmm. just very overwhelming and sometimes at points hard to sift through. And so 
I'm glad that it's over with. It started the beginning of July and ended July 31st. Um, it is, what, August 2nd now? So yeah. I feel like Stella's getting her groove back, but it's going to take a little time. But just, you know, a lot, you know the old the age-old saying of um, sometimes you can't have both. Like, if your professional life is going well, then your personal life is in a toilet. Or if your personal mm. life is going well, then your professional life is not doing so high. And so that... <laughs> balance you can have it all you can't write ryan what's it yeah, ryan, ryan? Girl strip. yeah you can have it all huh. uh, and so it's it's just been a little difficult have you how about you like have you had any like issues this past month that have been felt felt a little weird or a little off and maybe related to mercury 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 and oh, retrograde uh i think I think that there are always situations that are going on that you can attribute to outside factors. I think being able to attribute things to outside factors helps take some of the weight off of you and, uh, and some of the ownership as well. Uh, for me, yes, there are things that happen all the time. And of course, things that happened last week, today probably, that you know are like, what's going on? Am I in the twilight zone? Right. Um, I do understand the idea about personal and professional and there having to be balance and where one is really taking like, you know, full, like full flight, one might be kind of diminishing down or mm-hmm. crashing down. Or taking the backseat. Yeah. Or yeah, or taking the back seat. And I, I mean, that's, that's honestly um, part of the balance that we're all trying to figure out. And I think that that's where it comes in mostly is that there has to be an internal balance within us that is paying attention to both, um, that wants to see both succeed in, mm-hmm. in, in areas. And regardless of Mercury and retrograde, Mercury Venus and, yeah, or any of that micro braids, I think that you have to first call into call into question the what are the factors? What are the controllable factors? Right. right? So like for you and your job, right? What are the things that you can control and what are the things that you can cannot control? Mm-hmm. So like what are the things that you are really going to take an active approach to change? Right. Um, and what are the things that you are either going to have to be okay with let or, or let go? Right. Yeah. Um, and that also goes into per- personally. Like for me, what are the things right now personally that I can change? The personal factors in my life that I can change, whether it be people, whether it be... Um, my own self-care, any of those things. And I think that that's where you have the power and ability to turn things back around the right way and mm-hmm. make things... Help rewrite yeah, the ship. Yeah, exactly. And yeah. I think that that's where the power lies in in your inside. Yeah. Um, so that's, that's my take on it. I've never really bought into Mercury and Retrograde, but... In the terms of the balance, I understand that it is difficult. I'm actually going through my own um, imbalance right now. So just trying to figure out how, yeah, how do I balance this things where I'm killing it? um, I'm killing it professionally and might not, and personal might be taking a backseat or self-care might be taking a backseat. And that was my choice. And, you know, I think we've seen that sometimes when you do put things, when you do prioritize certain things and you expect certain rewards to come from that, like as far as like, oh, I've, you know, I've made this job the priority for the last, you know, 10 months and, you know, I'm going to be rewarded in this way. Well, well, when that doesn't happen, who are you stuck with? And like, who made the decision to do that? Right. You did. Yeah. I mean, at some point, you know, you you kind of have to really think, you know, is this something that is a tangible or intangible thing that's really happening? Or is this something that's um, solely just in your mind? You know, it's yeah. something that, you know, is only is, is your mind really, you know, latching on to something because there is an imbalance right now. And like you were saying earlier, you know, you're wanting to attach it to some outside force so that it doesn't have that kind of overwhelming power over you. And just like you said, you know, it's just all about rewriting the ship and finding, you know, where your levels are. You know, I mean, sometimes it may not always be 50-50. Sometimes it might be 60-40. It might be 70-30. You know, it's just depending on what you're willing to give and your choice. So, I mean, I get that. 
Yeah. So, well, it's over with. So, I mean, at this point now, give, so get your life So, everything is good? Back. Everything is perfect? No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and no. Right. Um, everything is on an uptick. It's okay, on an good. upswing. I think I hit a very little, I, I bottomed out a little bit, and then now we're on an uptick now. And, you know, I think I have learned to mentally, you know, I've, I've made a plan. I'm developing a plan to, you know, really be positive and be proactive about certain things and make sure that I'm getting out of whatever situation that I'm in, I'm getting what I need out of it and what's going to help benefit me and move me forward towards my goals. Gotcha. So that's it. If you guys, um, if you guys have experienced any um, Mercury, Mercury and Retro Gatorade um, um, after effects happening in your lives, let us know. You know, send us an email or um, comment on our IG, or we'll maybe do a poll on IG story to talk about Mercury and retrograde and see if anybody's had any effects and what those were and how you planned on coming out of it. You know, I mean, it'd be very intriguing to see um, how other people have dealt with this if you even acknowledge that as such a thing. Yeah. You know, so. Yeah. Um, that's all I've got for spill this week, though. That's well, good stuff. Well, thank you for spilling, Absolutely. Marcus. Uh, we will be right back with our number one segment. Oh, oh, really? That's what we're doing? I told you I was trying to make pivotal a thing, and no. you want to just switch it up like that? No. You'll never be glam. Yeah, It'll no. never happen, okay? Stop trying we'll to We'll be back happen. with our pivotal segment no. known as Fizz or Flat. We'll be right back. Oh, so you've been listening to the Cold Pop Podcast, have you? And you're trying to figure out a way to promote your business, or maybe you're a burgeoning artist and you need some recognition. Well, haven't we got the right place for you? Do an ad space right here, right here on the Cold Pop Show. All you need to do is submit an email to adcoldpopshow at gmail.com to purchase your ad space right here on this podcast. All right, and we are back. Welcome back to Cold Pop. And we are here for our next segment entitled Fizz or Flat. So, we got a few things we need to cover this week. Um, Why don't you get us started with your first topic for Fizz or Flat? Of course. Well, everyone knows we talked about it last week. Orange is the New Black released their final season on Netflix um, last week. I took it upon myself to make it a priority, and watch the entire season within a week. Dedication. Dedication. Hashtag dedication. And so I moved it along uh, pretty quickly and finished up this morning. Um, I was really happy with the way that it ended. Okay. Uh, There were some times, and I didn't know. I was like, there were some times at the episodes, I'm like, where are we going with this? What's going on? Oh, no. Why did they do that? Like... You know, there were definitely there were like up. more serious issues, right? Like dealing with ICE and immigration definitely. and stuff like that. Definitely. Okay. So, I mean, this was this was a really tough season to watch. Like, I'm not going to um, sugarcoat that in any way, but it was it, it it was a nice close. It was a really nice close to it, um, and kudos to the team and the cast. For Ed Orange is the New Black for um, wrapping this up really nicely. I think, of course, there'll be some people who will say, oh, well, this should have been done or right. I didn't want this person Can't please everybody. to go. But, you know, I think that they tried to be really authentic in the way that things happen in our legal system and our court systems and in immigration. Um, but and there is a really nice piece once you once you make your way through it. Um, there are some really great moments that happen with familiar faces, blast from the past. Oh, really? Yes, people that you have not seen in quite some time. I'm not going to ruin it for anybody, but I was really happy with uh, the way that this ended and the way that, you know, things kind of happened. Um, This was a really great series. Um, it has been. It's done some really great things. Now, granted, I'm not going to tell you. Every, yes, not every season was like the best, but this show has definitely brought conversation and shed some light on mm-hmm. a lot of different things. You mentioned the whole ICE immigration 
piece of this past season. I mean, I was educated. It had me actually looking up things mm -hmm. because I couldn't believe some of the stuff that was happening um, to the women, to the families, and how this impacted them. Um, there, there was just so much. There was, but yes, uh, once again, kudos to the entire team for bringing this series about um, Genji Cohen and all of the cast and crew. Mm -hmm. um, so I, so I assume you're giving this a fizz. This gets a total fizz for me. I couldn't be more happy of how things ended, um, knowing that it couldn't have everyone couldn't have a happily ever after. Right. I haven't had a chance to watch it yet, but I do like Orange is the New Black as well, so I will be catching it um, this coming weekend. So definitely a fizz for me as well. They Get were one it. of the groundbreaking Netflix shows that yeah. started the whole original Like I series. said, it's really brought a lot of different things. When you think about what it did for trans actresses with um, Laverne Cox, who was on, on the series, and what it's, like I said... What's it talked about? Like immigration and just the issues in our legal system mm -hmm. and shedding light on that. Mm -hmm. There's just, yeah, it's, I'm really proud of them. And <laughs> I'm really proud of them. Good, good, good. Um, my first fizz or flat actually goes to 13 Reasons Why. Um, they're coming back for season three and really taking a significant turn. Mm. Um, it's very interesting. I actually didn't have a chance to watch season two that much, um, but season three looks pretty interesting because there's a character, um, if you watch the trailer, a character, um, you well, you know right off of the bat, uh, one of the main characters dies, and it, this has kind of turned into a little bit of a, a murder mystery as of sorts, of some sorts, so I mean... I'll be very, I'll be very intrigued to see how this um, is worked out. I may actually watch this season. I tried to watch um, season two, but I only got like a couple of episodes in, and I was just like, eh, not really feeling this. But I will give season three a shot because obviously um, I have a little history with the show, and I want to see kind of how they play this out. Um, it was also announced that they're going to do one more season, season after four, one, and yeah. then it'll be canceled, or I they're going to end it after that. So, um, which I think is. The smart move because there's not really there's not really a way forward based on how this show um, started. I mean, honestly, it could have been a one and done after season one, to tell you the truth, because um, season one was such such a, a, a huge hit and shot out of the cannon. It was like the most watched Netflix original show. Um, well, and, I didn't watch it. Well, that's okay. You did watch it. That's a lie. That's a lie. I didn't watch season one. You did. One. You watched. You watched a couple episodes because you watched the episodes I was in. I watched one episode. I watched one scene of one episode. <laughs> no, you watched the whole episode. I was sitting there with you, baby. I didn't. Okay. Okay. I didn't watch it. But. Anyways, okay. You say so. <laughs> um, but I'm gonna give this a fizz because I, I would be very intrigued to see how this, how they kind of play this out and wrap these storylines up a little bit. So I'm giving it a flat. I've never really seen it for uh, 13 Reasons Why, and I don't see it for it trying to become the new How to Get Away with Murder. <laughs> well, I don't think they're gonna get away with murder. It's more of a clue for the next generation. So wait, clue. What do yeah. you mean? Is I there told some, you. Is there Colonel Mustard in the library with a? Well, I mean, like one of the main characters, and the people were talking about this in the comments because it's sort of a spoiler, but it can't be a spoiler if it's in the trailer. But one of the main characters dies, and like just how you know any how of the hashtags and scandal basically because it's, the hashtag is who killed Bryce. Yeah, and so very, like everybody is a suspect. Very Shonda Rhimes absolutely rip off. Absolutely. I'm not here for how to get away with murder. Junior. Absolutely. It's more like scandal, like who shot Fitz. You know, one of those types of things. So I'm intrigued. I love a murder mystery. So Child. okay. Hun. Um, all right, what else you got? Go ahead, Miss Peacock. Right. Okay. So the next thing that I have um is Miss Katy Perry. Her horse did not come in, unfortunately, so you for the race. So for those who don't know, Miss Katy Perry is ordered to pay some money out. For her 2013 hit Dark Horse. Well, they don't know how much money yet. Yes, they do. I thought it was sent to another court to where 550k, baby. That's how much she uh has to pay. That's not a lot. 
Okay, well, considering you, how much I'm the glad, song made, I'm glad you know what's in her pockets. Did you see how much the song made? Well, no, that's just Katy Perry's portion. Right, that's not a lot. So she has. Well, like I said, I'm glad you know what's in her. It pockets. said that she only. Well, according to the article that I read, it said that the song made four point five million dollars. Right, and they and have to she, pay twenty two percent of that. Right, and then that she pocketed three point something or like one point something, one or two something million. Okay. herself and then well, capital records um took the rest so the 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 lawsuit is more based on capital records than it is on katie i Perry. mean well it's capital records but it's also the seven producers that are listed right as well now capital records has to pay so let's they break have it down to pay for the, everybody. the, they have the to, significant amount yeah they have to pay 1.2 million right. so let's break it down for everyone if you don't know katie perry capital records as well as six other producers have been in um, um, legal standings with this whole case regarding a Christian rapper who goes by the name of Flame. All right, so Flame had a song, song come out called Joyful Noise in 2008 featuring Lecrae, mm-hmm. uh, who came out with this song. And about five years later, 2013, they, Katy Perry, and this mm-hmm. whole team come out with Dark Horse. Mm-hmm. Now, after all of the witnesses, everyone has come together, listened to the songs, all of that, the jury did decide that Katy Perry and her crew jocked their song. Jocked their song. It was, or what the words that they used were improperly copied. Mm-hmm. All right. And so now they have basically given everyone their sums that they're going to have to pay to Flame. All right. And, um, Katy Perry's on the hook for 550k. So it's basically like blurred lines. Capital Records is 1.2 mm-hmm. and then the rest of the team are anywhere from 29k to 253k. These... Now I'll try to get on that 29k. I could have made that happen, <laughs> but at 550, we would have had to talk about something. I mean like con- these still all seem like very drop in the bucket amounts considering that the song made over how much? Like forty-five million dollars. Now that information, I don't know how much the song made, but let me tell you, or four point five million dollars. Five hundred fifty k coming out of my pocket. I mean, your Katy Perry. You just issue. signed an eighteen million dollar deal with American Idol. Like you can afford five hundred. Well, if that's the case, they should have just went ahead and set it out of court. So why are y'all going to do all these legal proceedings? Because they were if challenging they had that it. money. Because they were challenging it. I mean. I'm not gonna, I don't want to pay you anything if I can get away with it. But if I do, like, this is pocket change. Here, take it. Okay, so. well, what I'm saying is all about, all I know is that Flame is going to be getting $2.7 million from everyone. Well, shout out. Yeah. Wait, are you giving us a fizz or a flat? I'm definitely, well, it depends on what Flame do with the money. Now, if he mm-hmm. ties this money, I'm going to definitely give it a fizz because that's going to the church. If <laughs> okay, if he, if he pays his tithes. We could definitely gonna be able to do that, okay. But if not, I'm gonna have to give it a flat. Now I just, I mean, that's just a lot of money for me, right? Okay. I think I would give it a flat. I mean, I don't know. I'm, I'm indifferent on here. I will say, you know, when you started breaking down, you know what it reminded me oh, of? I so what? Okay. I'm, I'm actually looking at this about how how much the money, how much the song did make, mm-hmm. and now I'm. They're doing the cuts. Okay. Okay. So Capitol Records did get thirty-one million for this song. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And then Katy Perry got three point two million. Yeah. So this is a drop in the bucket for them. This is not a lot. Of and money. I don't think that's a drop in the bucket. Five hundred k. It's not a lot of money. I don't know. And for Capitol Records, like considering that they I, made I mean, not for Capitol Records, dollars, but I mean, I mean even for Katy Perry, Katy Perry, like, Katy I think Perry that that's. Making money, honey. Okay. So, we'll see. You, you know what this reminded me of? When you did the breakdown, do you remember what this is? Okay. This is how a multi-selling, multi-platinum selling group can sell a million records and still Bingo. end up broke. Exactly. Number one. You have to pay your exactly. producer. Exactly. So you know and that's so many points really on an selling album. music like that. Say there's 16 points on an album. TLC only gets three points off of every unit sold. Yeah, the producer has the. That's what you reminded me. That's exactly, and that's exactly what it is. Um, So, uh, my prayers are for uh, Katy Perry's pockets. Katy Perry's pockets gonna be just. I think it's doing. I think it's gonna hurt a little bit more than you think. I don't. Five hundred K. Seriously. All right, sis. No. We'll see. No. We'll see when she's on the street singing her shoulda, coulda, woulda. She wouldn't have batted an eye. Calm down. Um, my next fizzer flat, Dear White People, comes back August 2nd, season three. I'm excited. It's been a long time. They took a big break. 
I need to like I didn't catch know, up. I didn't think it was gonna come back. I, I was really nervous. Didn't. I was nervous myself. I, I was like, I uh, couldn't deal without it. Where are they at? No, I like dear white people, and so I am excited to see season three. Um, I'm excited to see what they have in store. I need to kind of. I hope they do like a season two refresher or recap before we get into season well, they three. They definitely will have that because on, on I Netflix. totally forgot. Yeah, I totally forgot what happened in season two. So I need to do a quick little recap, and then I'm in there for season three. Any ideas about who's coming on this season to make it more? Um, Carlos Esposito is coming on. I, yeah, I saw that. Uh, and then Yvette Nicole Brown is also coming on as Coco's mom. Okay. Um, and then everybody else is the original cast. All right, well, so, we'll see. Yeah, so I'm giving this a fizz. Gotcha. What um, are you giving it? Okay, moving I'm, on. I'm going to have to give it... I just don't care. I'm going to have to give it a fizz. I mean, a flat. I'm sorry. A flat. Mm, um, interesting. I'm just, I'm, I think I'm over it. Uh, I'm not over it yet. I want to see how season three goes. Now, if you were to ask me about She's Gotta Have It, season two was terrible. I think I'm ready so. to see um, Troy from that series have a spinoff. Now, I would be here for that. <laughs> of course you would. <laughs> I think Troy, um, played by Brandon P. Bell, I think, yes. Now, mm. let's do a spinoff with him, and I'm watching. Okay. Um, <laughs> what else you got? Uh, the next thing that I have on the docket for me, see what I did there, docket, jail. Um, the next thing that I have is the your girl Wendy Williams in this biopic. I'm intrigued. Are you really? I am intrigued. I am not. I think it's too early. Wendy Williams, early? No, no, no. I think it's too early. I I think the point you're missing here, and this again, a lot of a lot of you girls out there who don't really know Wendy Williams. All you know is Wendy Williams' TV No, shows. no, no. I know Wendy Williams from her early days on Wendy the radio Williams back in the day. Wendy Williams has had a history yeah. radio career that has yeah. spanned 20 years. So Wendy Williams did not get a TV show till she was damn near 45, 40, 40, 40, I'm, because she's been in for 11 years now. Baby, she's I'm like aware of all of that. So Wendy has been in this game for a long time. Yeah, it is definitely time for a biopic. She's got so. plenty of material. I don't She's think got so. plenty of stories that she can tell, I, yeah. and so I think that this will be very interesting. And I love the fact that she said on her show that she wants an unknown to play her because she wants to focus on the story and she doesn't want like a star or anybody like that distracting from like the story. What I want to make sure is included in this biopic is that she has to do something about that Whitney Houston altercation. She also has to do something altercation about... Altercation or interview? Altercation, because Whitney, altercation? Whitney read her for filth on that interview. Oh, you're talking about the interview. Yeah. Whitney came for that But it was neck. over the phone. Right. Still, though. Like, Whitney checked the hell out of Wendy in that interview. Okay. And then the um, R. Kelly interview um, okay. that she had. She's got a lot of little hot topics no, that I think, will be some pillar moments I think that she in has, radio. I, I actually think that she does have a great story. I think it's too early in the sense of I would have loved to see a biopic come later after her rise from this current fall. I think that she's still on her way up. Mm-hmm. out. I think she's still rising from the ashes out of all of this mess that she's currently going through. Mm-hmm. And I would love to see that also included into the story. But I mean, it can be. I feel like that's the it's, end of the movie. It's still not happening. No, I mean, she's still going through it. Right. So but I, I mean, like, like can't. this movie hasn't even started production yet. Like, this won't start until sometime this fall. But it's scheduled to come out in 2020. And I don't think that that's enough time for us to really I mean, it's going to be it on happen. Lifetime. This is not a full-length feature film in the theater. I mean, come but, on. I mean, how many biopics does one person need? Especially a Wendy Williams. Like, I just don't think... I think that this would have been amazing to come out as a feature film, let's say another 15 years down the uh, road. No, 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 no. I think so. I don't think so. Yeah, I think it's too early for I think this is the Wendy. perfect time. I think it's too early. I think it's the perfect time. The reason why I think it's a perfect time is because she's fresh off of this divorce and she's trying to rebrand. But let's basically. see what happens. Like, let's... That's it doesn't what I'm matter. Like, the story is still going. Right, but like, I mean, why like... why do the biopic now? Because she already has so much to say. I, so do a tell-all, do a book, do something else. She's already done don't a book. do a don't do a movie 
based on your life when there's so much more that's going to happen and so much more that's going to come down the road. I don't know. I feel like at some point you're going to have to like start compartmentalizing and picking out the things that you want to include in this because I mean, oh, yeah. over I think a that's story, totally fine. a career that spans 25 plus years, like you can't include everything. Well, no, you can't include everything, but I'm just thinking about like for those who have had um, biopics that have come out and that have done really, really well. I mean, those, it takes some time and there has to be um, an arc to kind of show over. And not to say that Wendy Williams doesn't have those things that she's overcame in her mm-hmm. past life. Of course, right. addiction and all of those things. Um, I would just like to see this come a little bit later. Question, who's had a successful biopic? Who's had a successful biopic that wasn't like dead at the end? Right. Tina Turner. Yes. Okay. That was a dope it biopic. It was. It was. I, I agree. That one was. Who else? Yeah, and, and there wasn't a like, well, who? I, I no, mean, that it, was. And I no, caught no, no. it. And I caught it. No, no, no. Do your show, girl. Do your show. And I was ready for you it. You really were. You was trying to get that one out all so show. show. Okay. Uh, this is your show too, girl. Um, no, in all seriousness, like, who? what are some other... Because I can't even think of any biopics off the top of my head that, like, have done really well. But you mentioned Tina Turner. Who I else? Mean, I like I liked Tina Turner's biopic. Um, Little Richard's biopic, he was not dead yet, but he was... He, yeah, I think that that was... He was... Kind of... It wasn't close, and it wasn't close. It was definitely towards the end. Yeah, uh, it was definitely towards the end. Yeah, um, but I, Tina Turner is one that comes to mind immediately. Wasn't it called um, like Private Dancer or something like that? Her what's biopic? Love Got to Do with What? Whoa, 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 no, there's another one then, y'all. Then there's a couple, and y'all ones. heard it here on this podcast. Are we considering what's love got to do with it? Her biopic? Yes, it is. I'm okay. I'm pretty sure there was another one called like Private Dancer or something like that. Can y'all please get um him out of here? What's love got to do with it? It's based on Tina Turner's book. No, no, no. I I know that. Like I know that. Get him out. But I thought that she had maybe more than one. Keep do your show, girl. I'm gonna look this up. So that was that was my last one. I know that you have one more fizz or flat. Um, so you're giving Wendy's biopic a fizz. I am. I'm gonna okay, give it. A fizz. I'm gonna give it a flat. Of I think course it's you too are, early because you're a hater. I'm. I, I yes. love Wendy. I think we. I think I want to see more. You don't love her. I don't love her in the way that you do, right. but I have love for her. Stop the man. I'm not a Wendy. Fanatic, but Stop I, the I think she's uh, very I'm not a Wendy person. fanatic. You like, are a Wendy fanatic. I mean, lately I've kind of teetered off a little bit, no, but sweetie. I like Wendy. You're still on the Wendy stand. I fan. like Wendy. Um, I'm not a stand of But anybody. I think that, I, I just think that there's some time that she has um, to really fill this story out even more. And okay. I think it could be a really amazing uh, biopic. And I just, you know, another thing too, I hate biopics on Lifetime. I do too. I hate them. I do too. So I just would rather see this I come too. at a later time where the story is really going to be rich and we wait for the right studio and the right people and all of that. But who's to say that that couldn't happen? Because, I mean, Whitney Houston had a couple different biopics that people, different, separate parties It's did. Whitney Houston. <laughs> Case closed. Noted. <laughs> um, my last fizz or flat has to deal with Lizzo and Missy uh-huh. Elliott. Um, Tempo. They released a music video for yes. it. Um, I think it's a little, JoJo, a little too late. Too little too late. Um, the song has been out for quite a while now. And I was unfortunately underwhelmed mm. by the video. It's definitely a Missy Elliott video. Yeah. Absolutely. Like, it reads Missy I think we were. I think we are just excited to see Missy. Uh, probably. I think that that's what really brought the excitement. If people were like, people were probably saying... This has, you know, this has to be a video, right? Because I mean, you've got Missy Elliott in it, yeah. but like, I think there's no really no trace of like Lizzo's style that I've seen in other videos like Juice and stuff like that in this uh, video. I think the, I think the unapologetic, like I'm gonna wear what I want to wear, right? I think that that's, but she looked like an ad for Pepsi. I think that's woven in enough in this video that she stands on her own. Okay, cute. Uh, I didn't really like the video. I love okay. the song, but I didn't really like the video. It's really tough for me to kind of come back and critique videos in a time where 
music videos are not even really a thing. Right. And they're not taken seriously. If you're not releasing like a collection. It's just not, um, it's, it's a dying art form and it's, it's really sad to say because I came up in an era where music videos, music videos were, were the, the thing. There used to be shows on TV about making music videos. Like that's how um, that's how large that art form was. And so it's really tough for me to kind of come back and critique something like that. I was excited to see Missy. Um, excited she to looks see her good. kind of play. She looks great. I thought Lizzo. Um, I, I the cowboy hat to me was a nod to Megan Thee Stallion for some reason. Or that's what I immediately went Lil to. Nas, um, I don't two. know where she's from, but there's definitely and I was, oh yeah maybe a nod to Little Nods. There's definitely this like black country western kind of thing that's happening now, uh, which is cool. So I might need to get me a cowboy hat. I mean, overall, I'm giving I'm the song is a fizz. The video is a flat for me, unfortunately. I'll give the I'll give the video a fizz just because. It's Missy. Like I mean, it's good to see Missy song. like right. pop out of the um of hood, the hood of, a of a car and like do it's like yes, Just like fantastic. It, it took me back for like a half of a second to be like, ah, oh, this is what it was. Fantastical. So um all right. Well, that's all of my fizz or flats. Okay, well, and that's it for me. So I think this brings us to a close. What are your closing thoughts from this episode? Ooh, what are my closing thoughts? My closing thought is life is about balance. Mm. You know, you have to learn how to balance. Not everything is always going to be a perfect 50-50. Sometimes you'll have to shift. Sometimes you have to put more focus on one thing or the other. But it's always trying to find a balance and finding your center to make sure that you can do both the best of your ability or whatever that includes in your life if that be you know multiple jobs or multiple careers or personal slash professional it's finding your center and staying true to that balance i think that's very important i think for me it's focusing more so on the injustices of Mm -hmm. our legal system here and not only the legal system here in this country but but all over the world um, and who they're some, affecting. Right, and who it affects. I think, you know, when we look at Centoya, when we look at ASAP Rocky, um, even some of the things that came up in Orange is the New Black, there's a lot of things that we need to do as people and as voters to help um, curb those injustices and release some of those stigmas around, um, around incarceration. So, I agree. Well, good. Um, well, as always, follow us, subscribe, like. Where can they find you on the social media? So on Instagram, I'm at Trenton Rashad, and on Twitter, it's Trenton RD. But I want everyone to take it, take their phones out right now, yes. and go and follow us on at Cold Pop Show on um, Instagram and subscribe on iTunes. Click Please that subscribe do. button. Please make sure you follow us on IG at Cold Pop Show. And if you have any questions or submissions about what we should cover in future topics for Spill, or you have a new company, a new product that you want us to highlight in our We See You segment, send us an email at coldpopshow at gmail.com. That's it. Bing! Um, you can follow me on social medias on Twitter and Instagram at Marcus Drew Steele with an E on the end. Thanks so much for listening, guys. We appreciate it. This is Cold Pop signing off. Bye.